0: What's up everybody
1: welcome back to mile higher podcast episode 186
0: and today we are talking about the future
1: yes we are
0: we're gonna be talking about a few different topics within the whole greater topic of futurism mm-hmm. including ai kind of where that's at the metaverse which i'm sure many of you heard mark zuckerberg talk about recently uh which mm-hmm. is both cool and yet very terrifying at yeah. the same time yeah As well as some transhumanism and a little bit about the singularity because it seems like we're we're cruising towards this future where man meets robot it seems like it's inevitable and it's coming quicker than I think many of us even anticipate so we're gonna be kind of looking at some of the different technologies uh, with both robots to AI as well as the alternate versions of reality that are being created through augmented reality and virtual reality and kind of just talk a little bit about what the future might look like for us humans here so
1: Mm, the future freaks me out
0: i think i think a lot of people get freaked out by the future i mean the more i've thought about it too i used to be like gung-ho about like all the technology that's going to come yeah you were
1: you've always been like that on this show
0: yeah i have and i guess as of late i've kind of changed my stance on that that i'm very concerned about what our society will look like if we sort of leave the natural world behind. And at the same time, it's hard because, you know, the rest of the universe and civilizations that exist out there are probably far, far more advanced than we are already. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we've true. talked about the Kardashev scale when you're, you know, sort of ranking a um, civilization, yeah. you know, and we're not even a type one civilization mm-hmm. yet. Uh, and there's type four or five um out there in the universe so according
1: to the cartage theory. yeah
0: according to this this theory right because i mean we don't know for sure if there's life out elsewhere in the universe um but
1: but we could be way behind others
0: yeah i mean we could we look most like cavemen are. here on earth yep. compared to other civilizations out there in the stars so mm-hmm. i think i think it's one of those topics that a lot of people just don't really think about because you know, we're so caught up in the present moment and the technology that we have right now that we don't even think about how far technology has come from Mm -hmm. like the 19. So if you're going to look at 19, uh, 22 versus 2022, the worlds are
1: so different, completely different worlds. Completely. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're talking,
1: it's honestly insane.
0: (laughs) it, It would be, it would be a huge, obviously huge shock to somebody, if they were to time travel from 1922 to 2022 and <laughs> yeah. and see our world and, and vice versa i mean we'd be like whoa like yeah. this is completely different but
1: then you think of what it's going to be in 2122 right and we're probably going to look outdated old as, fuck. as shit
0: yeah i mean we're going to look ancient yeah. to them Yep. and at the, i mean at that point just at the rate technology is increasing i mean the computing power of the of the computer chip is literally like doubling and And performance every year, and the you know AI machine learning, the the algorithms that are are being created as a result of artificial intelligence, um, it's truly incredible what what we're what we're actually creating. But at the same time, it's like what does that world look like for us humans when our world all of a sudden becomes filled with artificial intelligence? I mean, we already carry artificial intelligence in our pocket around with us with mm-hmm. Siri, right? On our wrists. On our wrists, exactly. Or Alexa. And Alexa's now in our vehicles. Alexa's mm-hmm. in our house. And, you know, it's inevitable that we are going to be forced to interact with artificial intelligence yeah, at, at some point. And then, unless you go and live off off the grid. Well, it refuse. hasn't been
1: hard to force people to do it so far. I mean, people have really gotten comfy with all of the technology we have now. It's just we're used to it
0: and it's like convenience right mm-hmm. like as humans we want life to be as convenient as possible yeah it's true so artificial intelligence provides that convenience for us i mean you have the entire world's worth of not you know wealth of knowledge available to you at any time you can literally ask siri anything and she's most likely going to give you an answer mm-hmm. that you know you obviously didn't know so i don't know it's the future is very interesting so we're going to dive into a bunch of very interesting topics within futurism here but this episode of the mile higher podcast is brought to you by upstart Hellfresh, third love and pretty litter
1: also before we get started we wanted to let you guys know that if you are still doing some holiday shopping that you should check out higher love wellness because we do offer 10 percent off to all of our mile hire listeners it's code homies and yeah check it out okay you ready to jump into the future
0: <laughs> let's jump into the future So, futurologists are people who study how human society has progressed to where we are today, as well as the rate at which technology is advancing in order to predict what human society will look like in the future. Sounds like a very cool job.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: These predictions include how humans will live, work, eat, travel, and socialize with each other. Futurologists want to see how technology might change every aspect of human life.
1: That truly would be a fascinating career.
0: Yeah, seriously, I don't even know how you even do that. Like, how do you even do that? You just how do like, you get the training for it and stuff? Or go to yeah. school
1: to learn yeah. about what doesn't exist yet? Yeah, that's yeah. confusing. I
0: guess you. I guess you probably take like the technology that we have, and you sort of start theorizing about what you know how that technology will evolve over mm-hmm. time,
1: and how it's already evolved, and
0: exactly. Right. I'm sure there's a method to it. Futurology, or future studies, is the study of how society might advance socially and technologically based on current events and trends. Futurism equals art, movement, and futurology equals future studies. Before we dive into some recent predictions futurologists have made, let's take a look at some of the things past futurologists have gotten right and what they have gotten wrong. So in 1999, a science fiction writer named David Gerald gave a tech magazine a description of what he thought the future of computers would look like. His predictions ended up being shockingly accurate, and he basically predicted the invention of smartphones and how they'd work. He predicted that in the future, there'd be a device the size of a deck of cards that would combine a television, cell phone, calculator, voice recorder, music player, camera, pocket organizer, and a beeper into one device
1: and that probably sounded so insane back then they're
0: like what all of those functionalities <laughs> in one device <laughs> he also said that this device would be able to translate speech from any language and he even predicted that the device would have a personal assistant function that sent texts booked reservations and arranged transportation when asked verbally david called the device a PETA, which stood for personal informations telecommunications agent it would also probably stand for pain in the ass he said because having all that connectivity is going to destroy what's left of anyone's privacy, uh, and ding, boy ding, was he right, God.
1: Yeah, I kind of so, like the pita.
0: Pita, that's a good like pita name. bread. P-I-T-A. I want to call my
1: phone my pita.
0: Your pita, that's yeah. what it is. David's predictions all basically became true. Smartphones are basically a continuously advancing version of the pita, complete with personal assistants like Siri that can do things like translate speech and read or send text from our voice commands. He also predicted how much of a pain these devices would end up being and how bad they'd ruin our personal privacy. Because decades before David's PETA prediction, a book titled Future Shock was published in 1970. And Future Shock was written by the famous futurologist Alvin Toffler and his wife Adelaide Farrell. And the couple wrote the book as a prediction of what might change in the future of human civilization and how these changes might affect us. The book was a bestseller and two years later it was turned into a documentary. It's kind of a creepy one. The book's main idea is that in the future, humans will suffer a sort of psychological sickness in response to an overload of advanced technology called future shock. The author describes the sickness as a natural human reaction to being surrounded by too much technology that has advanced too quickly for us to keep up with it comfortably. Do you think people are already starting to suffer from this sort of psychological sickness from our technology? I think so through social media and stuff like the amount of people that are having mental health issues as a relation to technology i mean social media is technology and i i would say that would be fall under the sort of this future shock
1: yes i would completely agree i think it's i mean everyone has experienced some type of technology addiction too right and just feeling like you're constantly checking in on it or you you can't get off of it or that every free moment you have you want to pick up your phone or look at your watch or whatever it is. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if that's a psychological sickness. That's an interesting way to describe it. I definitely think it's affecting us and taking a toll on society. What do you think?
2: I think that the amount of screens that we have in front of us all the time is destroying our ability to concentrate on something for more than like five seconds at a time. We constantly need stimulation, more stimulation. And I wonder if that impacts ADHD and Mm -hmm. our lack of ability to be able to zone in and hone in and focus on one specific thing at a time where we need constant stimuli coming towards us. So
1: Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. I've noticed that for sure. And I've always thought it was just ADHD that I just want to be constantly distracted by something or have something going at all times. And that's why I go to my phone mm -hmm. so much. But I don't know, maybe it's...
2: Or that the amount of stimuli that we have is making people be diagnosed with ADHD more often. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of hard to figure out because mental health is becoming more of an accepted thing to talk about, to learn about, to Mm -hmm. get help with. And so is it the technology that's making people have more diagnosis? Is it just the fact that we're more aware of mental health? And so naturally, people are going to be more diagnosed because more people are seeking help. That's probably part of it as well. I don't know.
0: I just wonder what the statistics are on mental health cases like now versus like 50 years ago. And
2: they're way different because people wouldn't like kids weren't getting diagnosed with depression and anxiety or PTSD back then. You know, that was something that mostly just people from war or something, someone who experienced something really, really, you know, traumatic, very uncommon, you know, textbook description versus now we're finding out that. Kids can deal with depression. Not that they haven't before, but they have. I don't think they were diagnosed before. Most of the time, it was like you're a right. kid. You have nothing to worry about. Like right. get up, be happy. You're good to go. Yeah.
0: What about the addiction to technology, though? Like, do you think that's a a real illness? Like, do you think that's a real yeah issue mm-hmm. that I we think have so.
2: i think it's an addiction like any other addiction yeah there are studies showing that the and i think maybe i've talked about this before that just the act of scrolling through your phone with your thumb yeah gives you the same sort of rush of hormones as gambling pulling the mm-hmm. the trigger in the slot machine yep um that, that doesn't, doesn't surprise addiction. me
1: It is, it really is a total addiction.
0: Well, and think about all of the real life things that you could go and experience that you can now experience virtually Mm -hmm. that still give people the same high, you know, the same like release of endorphins. And, Mm -hmm. and I just, I, I worry that with technology, the natural evolution of human beings is going to be slowed down or just take a different turn because of technology as opposed to if we continued you know living as human beings especially without mm-hmm. like artificial intelligence and virtual reality and augmented reality and things like that because if you think about it how far we've come since we were cavemen to now and the you know we were out in the natural world we're hunter-gatherers we were we had to have all of these natural skills that humans are basically forgetting now like how many people can do, the things that we were were required of us, you know, in a more primitive time period as opposed to now. We're just not, you know, how many people could be dropped out in the middle of the wilderness and be able to survive out there forever? Small amount of people, yeah. right? Because yeah. we're all so reliant on technology now to service our every need. Mm-hmm. So that that to me is a little worrisome as a species, as a natural biological species versus you know, going This direction with technology where it seems inevitable that we merge into one on the track that we're on.
1: Well, even if we're not experiencing psychological sickness to a point where it's really going to damage us, it seems like we're eventually going to get to that point because technology is just developing at such a fast rate that it's going to it's not going to be long until it is beyond us really and could, I think, affect us mentally much more, especially if it's integrated into everything we do. Yeah. Yeah which it pretty much is right now, but at least it's on your device. It's not the rest of the world.
0: Well, what happens when technology can actually change the way you think and <sighs> implant thoughts? That's a, that's and, scary. That's
1: a whole different discussion. And, and that is scary.
0: we completely lose our ability to just be a free-thinking human being.
2: But isn't that such a gray area? Because you could argue that that's already happening just with mm-hmm. the amount of crap that's being thrown at us constantly. And you can... The thing about the Internet, especially, is any opinion you have, you can find something on the Internet that goes with your opinion and makes you feel right. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of a gray area of when does the technology really start to affect our free thinking or our ability to make our own decisions? I feel like in some ways that's already been taken from us. Yeah, I
1: completely agree. I think that's totally where we're headed and that it's already started. And it's not just going out and finding any opinion online that fits you your phone is automatically going to serve you those opinions the more it knows you. So are we having a very biased version of everything when we get on our devices? Absolutely. 100%. So it is affecting free thinking.
0: Yeah. Not only is it affecting, you know, our ability to think freely, but also it's affecting the natural world around us. And unfortunately we've decided to go a route where technology is being prioritized and created to serve the needs of, human beings as opposed to serving the natural world and Mm. things like you know the convenience of amazon prime shipping to single-use plastics to all these things that make our life more convenient and our day-to-day you know life more convenient is coming at a cost to the natural world around us so it's like i feel like that can you know is contributing to the sickness Uh, that is this technological overload we're all experiencing is like completely agree can we go back from a life without Amazon Prime two day shipping? Can we go back from a life where you could just, you know, you can just roll into the grocery store and get whatever you need mm-hmm. off of the shelf? And
1: I feel like a lot of us could go back to that life just fine, but the majority, I mean, people are used to it now. We're used to living the way we are and, and if people you are stubborn.
0: Rip that away. What happens?
1: It's people not going to be out. good. Yeah.
0: People freak out. So that's really what this author. Alvin Toffler was was trying to get across in his book was that if we paid more attention to how we change the world we could harness the power of technological advances to make the world a better more democratic and more peaceful place to live as opposed to sort of the direction we've headed instead and and obviously there's mo- you know it's more complex than that there's huge corporations that are involved in and in creating this technology and the amount of money that's being made and it's just like we have all this technology and we are able to have all these cool virtual experiences, but it's like, how come we're still not able to reverse climate change yet? How come we're still not able to, you know, pull all the plastic out of the ocean? Obviously, there is technology out there. That's why isn't more developed. technology but, yeah. resources being right. put
1: towards things that can essentially save us right. in the end? Yeah,
0: Especially like big billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Like rather mm-hmm. than like launching to the stars <laughs> right. and like trying to colonize other planets, why don't why don't they use those technological resources and make this planet habitable for the future? And it's like,
1: yeah, I was going to say,
0: well, what money is there into going into space? What what do you think it is? You think that potentially they're going to go out and mine asteroids and make maybe and find some new energy source out there or something? Or is it, what is it to
1: start their own colony?
0: Just get them off the planet because they know the planet's doomed.
1: Yeah. That's sometimes how it feels. I don't know why their reasoning is, but I'm sure they have plenty of reasons.
0: I'm sure they have plenty of reasons, and I'm
1: sure they're mostly financially motivated.
0: Right, and what's going to be best for them and their mm-hmm. their you know checking account versus mm-hmm. the world. I'm
1: sure Bezos is already looking at a place to like build a space hotel. Yeah, you know how can I milk? tourism? Right, tourism. How, yeah. What?
0: How can I charge people to mm-hmm. utilize this technology I've created and this mm-hmm. base that I've created on the moon or Mars or whatever he ends up. Colonizing. So,
2: I mean, could you imagine if all of a sudden Expedia is like, type in going to the moon yeah and it yeah. pops up? Yeah. It's like, we can get and, you in next week. Yeah. I mean, PM launch. Time. And that sounds insane right now, but 20, yeah. 30, 40, 50 years from now, is it that insane? No, I don't know. It's not. And, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, what is the planet going to look like? And if things are continuing the path, going down the path that they are right now, it's not going to look good. And it's only a matter of time before. We can't survive here, so the rich got to go somewhere. You know, if you have the money to get the fuck out and go live on Jeff Bezos' new territory where it's <laughs> nice and not burning around you mm-hmm. and, you know... But why, you're in a bubble. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but at least you'll be saved, right? And you, your family will be saved and... Yeah, but there's 7 billion of us, so... I know. Guess who's going to be able to go? People the richest of the
1: rich.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, you've got people living on this planet who still don't even have clean water don't have electricity don't even have internet access and it's like
1: imagine having the money that these guys have and not doing stuff for that i just i just
0: don't know why you wouldn't want to be the hero of the world like if you're this rich and this wealthy and this smart and you have this technology at your disposal like if it were Uh me and maybe that's the difference between you know them and us it's like we care about other people and they just don't care uh i don't know i mean there's I, it doesn't make sense is what I'm saying. It just doesn't make sense why there isn't a billionaire that is like, I'm going to use all my money and resources in order to try to make the world a better place for everybody and yeah. go and and go and bring these third world countries up to speed with the rest of us. And I, I know what the answer is, is because mm-hmm. there's no making money from that. You know, like how do they make money? They're going to expend a ton of resources and cash, mm-hmm. but how do they get that back other than, You know the moral satisfaction of doing it, and unfortunately, driving
1: factor for them probably not.
0: Right. So let's talk about some more predictions here. Some futurologists out there have predicted that we'll be carrying a lot less around with us in the future. Cryptocurrency may replace paper currency. We might pay for things using scans of our eyeballs or fingers instead of credit cards or cash. I think this is already like here. We're at the forefront of it, obviously, with Mm -hmm. the crypto revolution we're having right now and i, I think the the future is going to be without cash or credit cards it is going to be which is scary to think that your money will be attached to your thumbprint or something you know yeah. like you go into a store you go to chipotle and check out and you're having your retina scan to <laughs> pull money out of your account or you know you have a microchip in your finger that is your credit card and you, you're like tapping it or just wirelessly, you know, I, I think we're going to a future where everything's wired, you know, like the Amazon store, mm-hmm. you know, those Amazon stores that already have been rolled out where you just roll in
2: yeah. and you
0: roll out. It automatically knows what you grabbed mm-hmm. and charges you for what you put in your basket on the way out. Oh, which so is, it
1: doesn't, oh, I haven't
0: There's no heard of that. checkout people anymore. What? They're gone. It's oh, all wireless wild. and done, done with technology. There's
1: not even a self scanner. You just no. walk out mm-hmm. and they know.
0: Nope you just walk through these sensors when you walk in it acknowledges who you are yeah it pulls up your amazon account (laughs) Jeez. and then you shop and then you walk out and somehow this technology knows exactly what you grabbed off of the shelves and charges your (laughs) amazon account for Well,
1: it's probably preventing a lot of shoplifting there's one plus to it
0: true true but (laughs) But now i'm thinking
1: about future crimes and if someone's eyeball gets them into their bank account how many people will be forced, their, yeah. you know, half. Uh, I can't even think about it. It's
0: or people's. Yeah. People's biological limbs start getting stolen oh, God. and taken That's out going
1: way further than I was. Oh, I thought wow. you were saying like, no, people I just are meant start... like they were going to force them to go to the bank and show their eye.
0: But no, I think know. people just start digging. <laughs> Josh
1: has to take
2: it way further. <laughs> Josh's like, no, we will be taking the eyeball out of the. <laughs> that is crazy to think about, though
0: it won't be stealing wallets; it'll be but stealing eyeballs
2: i have to
1: say like there is a part of me that thinks like that's kind of convenient because, especially for me because i always forget my wallet i'm always losing things losing credit cards it's totally it to me all the time and that's how they get us with all this shit, is you start thinking oh that's kind of nice that's convenient
0: also a technology that's becoming you know is up and coming in the us that's already implemented in china and other places is facial recognition technology where in like China they use that shit heavily mm-hmm. in order to police the population and keep track of pretty much all of their citizens. And that world really scares me where, you know, they do have this facial recognition software where they can, you know, which from a crime perspective right. makes sense. Because yeah, mm-hmm. facial recognition technology, we're gonna catch way more criminals. Oh
1: yeah. Think of all the crimes that could be solved right now.
0: Yep. If they're if we all so scan many. into this facial so recognition many. and but yeah, it's scary. But the flip side is like the abuse of power with that, mm-hmm. you, know, you get especially in the hands of a government. If a government has that, the amount of control that they gain as a result is limitless, pretty much, because we're all we're all just you know scanned into the system. Because nowadays, I mean, you can still disappear without a trace, and nobody can ever find you. But if there's facial recognition technology, then that's going to completely change change things. Another technology that is becoming more and more popular is the use of remotely operated drones. For surveillance and crime prevention, um, that's starting to be used. We saw it used in the search for Brian Laundry over, you know, yeah. the Carlton Reserve. I mean, drones are also definitely a part of the future. Amazon has already developed Prime Air, which they'll use to deliver your packages via a drone. Which
1: I feel like we've heard about Prime Air for a long time. Does it? Are we actually seeing it at all?
0: Uh, I believe it's rolled out in in some. Uh, higher populated areas hmm. or at least they're still testing it but I, I think it's going to be implemented i mean it's inevitable that'll be implemented because think about how much more efficient it is to just fly a drone to some you know versus send a driver through traffic and and through all these you know all these routes to get to someone's house when you can just fly it directly to them
1: but with how many people get multiple packages sometimes a day from amazon Think of what the sky will look like. It'll be filled just
0: with buzzing. fucking drums. You go outside, it'll just be like... yeah.
2: Maybe they'll address them as birds. Oh, Maybe that's what they the birds prime are now. birds. All birds are fake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a theory.
1: Birds aren't real. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know.
2: But that's kind of crazy because an Amazon delivery driver, like you said, has a truck with hundreds of packages in it yeah. they can make stops you know along the way whereas a drone i mean i don't know but i would assume is only holding one to two it packages yeah. maybe a things so yeah. what it drops it off and has to fly all the way back to the distribution mm-hmm. to get another one i feel like that's almost wasting more time so well, they would need a lot of drones,
0: <laughs> right either a lot of drums or i think the more <laughs> he said drones, drums, <laughs> <laughs> drums. Or more realistically, I think it'll just be like their fastest level of shipping you can pay for. Mm-hmm. So if you want it like same day delivery, it'll oh. rather than it go on a truck, it's going to come Prime from Air, a drone. Right? Yeah. Okay. Or if you want it right now, like I think that's the thing is like you want this product right now. OK, well, we'll have a drone deliver it to you within well, a half so hour because
1: if you want something right now, just go to the store and get it.
0: Right. But we're in a world of convenience. People don't. You know, think about a lot of our ad reads and stuff. It's like all about convenience. Be the death it's, of us, though. These I brands really are creating way. technologies and product lines and subscriptions mm-hmm. that are all delivered to your door. Because ultimately, the goal is to not go out to the stores anymore. It's to get everything at home,
2: especially during after hours. Stores close. So what happens yeah, if it's eleven thirty and you want an Xbox? Well, Best <laughs> Buy is closed. So your best bet is to go and use the drone. To get it to you because <laughs> drones don't sleep.
0: But then it becomes a, a question of, you know, is it, you know, who owns the airspace and do you own the airspace above your home? Like, can you protect yeah. your airspace from a drone? Like if an Amazon drone oh, yeah. flies can over, you shoot that bitch can out you sky? shoot it down? <laughs> like, is that legal? And so that's, that's where they're kind of hung up right now is because they have to figure out how they're going to actually police oh, the yeah. skies. And how do you know whose drone it is? How do you mm-hmm. know, you know, what's the difference between that drone and that drone and before you know it if there's a bunch of drones flying around you could have joe schmoe over here with his drone and he's spying on yeah, people that's and a big concern there's going to be an issue with that so there's going to have mm-hmm. to be some way to police the skies when it comes to drones and i, I don't and think they do you, have an answer to yeah, that keep right
1: your now. own airspace yeah what clear if you're like of anything Fuck bad. the
0: drones i don't want drones flying over my house mm-hmm. i don't know what they're doing
1: but if your neighbor wants their package right. delivered i mean what can you do that's their right but is it your right to shoot it out of the sky if it's on your property
0: Well, do you own the the space above your house, above the land?
2: I don't actually I don't think you do. Or do you? I don't know. But if you do for how high up? Because a plane flies over your head. Right. Yeah. So like for like what 30 feet in the air? Yeah. So as long as it's like 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 40 backyard,
1: (laughs) can you shoot it? I don't know. Or throw a rock at it or whatever. Can you if it's on in your yard?
0: Well, the other thing too, that now I think about is that they'll probably have them fly at a certain altitude where it's too high and most people won't notice it and it'll actually lower down onto the property okay. of where it's delivering which would make sense versus like you know yeah. I'm like going through, jetting through your yards. backyard yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay
1: that makes
2: you more know, sense
0: dodging humans and do
1: you own the airspace okay. around well, that's
2: your a good property question. yeah this is totally a gray area it says the landowner owns as much of the air above the surface as she can reasonably use in connection with the surface <laughs> wait what does that mean <laughs> like a Treehouse or something okay, uh, something like you, that you okay. can use
1: okay
0: there had to have to be a use for that air to own it above your property okay so you couldn't just an be antenna. like oh i own you know
1: huh. that does sound like a great all the area. Way up to the clouds up
0: there that's all let us mine. know if
1: you know any more clarification on that it's <laughs> interesting
0: <laughs> it is it's an interesting question to to ponder but some other things that are, are really going to change the game are plant-based meat which we've talked about before on here like impossible mm-hmm. beyond burgers and and really i think the future is lab grown uh, i think i don't think yeah everybody's going to switch to to plant-based meat just because not everybody likes the taste of plant-based meat but i think mm-hmm. lab grown meat we're using stem cells in order to grow which is just such a weird yeah, concept is. to think about like growing like a tenderloin in a yeah. lab like
1: <laughs> something feels weird about that.
0: But if you're able to use, you know, stem cells from animals in mm-hmm. order to to make that, what's why not?
1: Well, it could make such a huge change for us.
0: Yeah, and there's still there's still I know they're already working on this. There's already companies that that have it. I don't think it's come to market yet. I don't think you can buy lab-grown meat yet. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can only buy plant-based meat. So, It'll be interesting to, to actually try lab-grown meat to see how it compares to yeah. the, you know, meat from a live living animal because mm-hmm. I mean that's the biggest one of the biggest issues we have with with the climate is just the amount of methane that's being released and mm-hmm. and greenhouse gases and so if we were able to switch off of, you know, live animals to lab-grown meat that could potentially save the world and change the world and provide food for I mean if you could build lab grown meat factories the size of, you know, mm-hmm. Costco's. Like the amount <laughs> of like you know, imagine like the amount of meat that you could you could grow. Yeah. A and lot the of meat. Amount of meat that could feed people and
2: and way less resources. Way less use. resources, exactly. You don't have to feed it. You don't have to water nope. it. You don't have it's to water it, the everywhere. crops that it's eating. Yep. It's not pooping everywhere. And then that makes me think if you're in because a lot of our meat products are injected with antibiotics with chemicals with stare i mean the meat mm-hmm. we eat is kind of fucking it's, crazy unless yeah. you know obviously you can eat locally or organic or whatever but mm-hmm. the mass-produced stuff is not great it's filled with stuff so then Especially it makes me pork. think yeah it makes me think that if we can grow it in a lab is the potential there for it to be
0: clean like clean meat exactly yeah
2: exactly yep
0: i think so i think i think it's definitely i think it's the future because i just don't think it's what i mean with the population rising you know beyond eight billion people i mean god what 50 or 100 years ago we were like in the millions of people on the planet and now we're it's exploded to billions so it's going to get to a point where there's just not going to enough there's not going to be enough living creatures to harvest sustainably Mm -hmm. in order to feed that amount of people so we're going to have to turn to other alternatives such as plant-based meat and lab-grown meat
1: mm-hmm. and hopefully future generations will just be born into that right you grew up eating just, that you're
0: not like oh it's yeah. not the real thing and, right because you know, <laughs>
1: of course there will be people that don't want it no yeah. matter what and that's yeah. fine i mean
0: i prefer the taste of a real steak versus a beyond meat steak but it's mm-hmm. not it's not that it's bad it's just the taste is not the same they yeah.
1: haven't gotten it completely the same it's i mean some of them are really impressive some of them are bad some of the things yeah, oh yeah
2: but some of them pretty good
0: especially like like it could get a lot better. what have they not made plant-based yet like
2: like a you can't as far as i'm aware you can't go to the store and buy like a piece of steak like a sirloin impossible steak it's Mm. ground most of the time yeah and i know that other places of the uh, country and world offer a lot more products for uh plant-based meats but i know in colorado it's not great it's really not great it has grown a lot though. I will mm-hmm. say like when I stopped eating meat three years ago, it was like, there was like nothing in the grocery store that was, it was yeah. like Gardein and it tasted so yeah. bad. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah, Gardein, e- And there was, it's all right. <laughs> and, but now there's so many more products. And what's cool is other brands are c- like working with Gardein and impossible and, uh, beyond and whatever to make their products cater to people who don't eat meat. Like the other day, I bought a Marie Callender's pie that had garden chicken in it. Oh wow! So, kind oh, of hard there is plant based chicken. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love yeah. plant based chicken. Oh, interesting. I was plant-based. wondering,
0: is there plant based pork
2: product? Yep. Yeah, so there's
0: sausage. Yeah, there is yeah, sausage, sausage and bratwurst. There's,
2: there's meatballs. There's there's no like eggs, right? Oh yeah. There there's plant based eggs. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Just egg? Oh yeah. The the one in the squeeze bottle. Yeah, and, and then, then they like also is an actual ones, physical egg oh no not that i'm aware of yeah I don't but i know that good. they sell like frozen egg like patties you know quote mm-hmm. patty yeah um but it is growing rapidly it is it's a huge
1: industry yeah it'll only continue to grow so that's yeah. one thing that we can look forward to in the future with everything else kind of looking bleak hopefully that can be
0: yeah it'd be great too if they could make it so that it's healthier too. because yeah. that's like the hard thing right now is like an impossible burger versus a real burger yeah. It's like, yeah, it's plant-based, but it's like, is it healthier for you? No. And, and it's really not. And
2: But burgers aren't a health yeah. food, you know? <laughs> True. So I feel True. like the argument is like, well, oh, it's not good for you. It's like, well, neither is a Big Mac, bro. Like, we're not doing yeah. it to make it healthier. Mm-hmm. But it, that would be cool if it was, like, really good for you. And yeah. maybe that would entice people to switch to it more yeah. if there was a benefit other than just the simple fact of not eating the animal. Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: Well, I wonder, too, because the other part of, like, when talking about food is, seafood i mean that's that's a really tough one because we you know we have overfishing issues and things like that and fish like can we create a plant-based fish product They have it do they really yep they have plant-based fish
2: sure do they've got plant-based like fish fillet thingies little um like salmon fish tenders i don't know about like a fish block of like salmon fish sticks or something like yeah that. they it's have like the, cod yeah oh yeah i've had that before they have fake crab cakes And then the thing is, is a lot of like there's the products that are sold in the store, but then tons of people have created recipes to duplicate something. something. I bet if you looked up like vegan salmon recipes, Mm -hmm. something would pop up. There's a new uh, brand I see all the time on Instagram that sells something that looks just like uh, sushi, like sashimi. Oh wow! In a pack, it looks exactly like it. i have no idea what wow. it tastes like but it looks just like and i saw the video of them cutting it and i was like that looks like a fucking thing of sushi
1: sashimi and imagine how much better it's all going to be in 10 years right 20 years right, right. like it's going to be yeah
0: i mean i'm really so much easier for yeah.
1: the average person to make that switch i think mm-hmm.
0: totally and and hopefully more affordable too because that's yeah. like a lot of people's yeah. uh issues with plant-based and 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 alternatives like that is it's just ex- it's more expensive right mm-hmm. you know if you go to walmart like a lot of people are going to get you know what's the best value for the for the money
1: well over time it should even out a little bit more price wise yeah well hopefully, hopefully there
0: can be you know there's more competition and you know hopefully that drives prices down and I, i'm holding out for lab grown seafood like I, I think we can get to a point where you know you could lab grow a salmon filet or lab grow shrimp or something like that and mm-hmm. which also leads you to cloning like cloning technology. And this is something they're, they're working on right now is cloning and using DNA technology, not only to clone an animal, cause that could be like fish. Like if you were able to take a bunch of salmon, clone them tenfold and, you know, just create more and more salmon or, you know, lesser intelligent creatures that, mm-hmm. you know, chickens and things like that. If you're able to just shrimp, <laughs> things like that, you could clone it in order to create a larger food supply with it would be very interesting. And, Scientists are also working on reviving extinct creatures through this DNA and cloning technology. Like they're they're working on being able to bring like bring back animals like woolly mammoths or dodo birds back from extinction through this new technology. How would cool be, would that be? That'd be amazing. Imagine going to the zoo, you got the African elephants, and you got the woolly mammoth next.
1: So cool, well, hopefully they wouldn't.
0: The saber toothed tiger. <laughs> no they're really they're, re- they're they really they're really
2: put them in the zoo though well, they put it in some type of it'd have facility. to be something
0: well oh, yeah, where, where else true. or put it i guess they'd put them out in the wild too yeah if they could survive out there
1: that'd be crazy to have dodo birds
0: mm-hmm. a lot of interesting things happening with dna technology also in the future our vacation options will expand a lot space travel continues to develop like we talked about earlier flights to hotels out in space colonies on other planets like mars I think that's a very real possibility. I actually saw, I almost, <laughs> I didn't even tell you about this, but I almost put my name down for a trip to space. It was Josh. a $500 deposit. Oh and it's this company that has created, it's totally safe, they say. and
2: <laughs> They say.
0: I, I haven't seen it in action yet, but it's a company. I'll have to look it up what it is. But you pay 500 bucks and you can reserve a spot on a high-altitude balloon that will take hmm. you. Uh, you, you're in this nice, like, Nice cabin, just drink. It, it's like drinking. It's like drinking the, what? It's like the wheel in Vegas. It's that type of the high, roller? The high roller. It's like Except taking it's a lot higher. But you go to space. Yeah, you just hop what in this little thing. What if your
1: balloon doesn't stop floating up, and you just eventually? I think out they there. have
0: they have safety measures where you parachute back down to earth.
1: Is it anch- so? It's not anchored uh, to the ground. No, so you no, almost no. signed up for this, but you have no idea how the fuck it works. No, it's I safe. do.
0: No, I do know how it works. <laughs> Here, I'll let me look it up real quick. It's called uh space perspective.com so it's literally like the high roller type of experience where there's windows all the way around it uh there's nine reclining plush seats for eight space explorers and a pilot there's a lavatory be- below the main deck there's wi-fi connection
1: what and non-glare. this already exists people can do this already
0: yeah you can book it right now it says space flights your wait oh. to fly will never be shorter over 500 seats reserved space flights for 2024 sold out
2: oh, for book your space flight
0: now for 2025 and beyond
1: Damn, that's wild looking. It really does look like the high roller in Vegas. Now it I does. see what you're saying. It looks fun. So it's not an okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was literally picturing a hot air balloon and like laying No, in
0: no, a no, basket. no. This is a special like high-tech space balloon.
1: Whoa, that is cool.
0: So well, it'll you like have, sign up now. Yeah, it'll have a back No, you can sign up for 2025. <laughs> take take us and the kids up to the space. <laughs> but that's that that's like the future. It's gonna go uh looks like a hundred Thousand feet in the air. E. So higher than commercial jets.
2: Oh, it's only six hours from land from yeah. launch to landing. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. It goes cool. up a
0: couple hours. That's you hang fast. Out. Yeah. I I would do it.
2: So in twenty years,
1: this is going to be something people are doing all all the time.
0: time. Yeah, we'll probably do it at some point. Yeah. because it'll just be probably l- it'll be tried and true, tested, safe.
1: How much is it? You have to put down a five hundred dollar deposit, but how much? Oh, it's is
0: much it more than full? that. Um
2: price per seat oh shit it's, yeah, it's a expensive. lot dollars. Oh, we that's will not,
1: not be not doing bad. that no <laughs> yes
2: it is that is a lot that's i like, will be doing this that's so. like a child's whole college fund yeah
0: once our child goes to college I'll or be doing more
1: it. <laughs> okay yeah we'll see we shall see about that
2: oh there's so. wi-fi on board thank god for that
1: people oh, good we can upload that way you can
0: post yeah you can post to <laughs> the well, live
1: stream <laughs> yeah live stream from space have you lit <laughs> All right we are going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be right back
0: the next topic we're going to talk about is artificial intelligence because this is one that's already heavily integrated into our lives and is going to continue to change the way we live here on earth because humans already rely on artificial intelligence for lots of everyday things and you may not even know that you're using artificial intelligence when you actually are like autopilots on planes ABS and cars, algorithms on social media platforms like TikTok and YouTube, or virtual assistants like Alexa and Siri are just some, a few examples of uh, AI technology we use on a day-to-day basis. And with the rise of advancing AI, millions more AI engineers will be needed in the workforce in the coming decades. Self-driving cars are one of the latest advancements in artificial intelligence. Tesla's already beginning to roll out self-driving features in their cars. And some models are able to drive without constant human control or do things like drive themselves to the front of a grocery store autonomously. These self-driving cars still have a long way to go, though, before people can drive them completely autonomously. In fact, in 2018, one of Uber's self-driving vehicles killed a pedestrian, which was the first recorded pedestrian fatality involving a car that was driving itself. That is going to be an issue. I feel like we're going to see more and more. Accidents as self-driving continues, and yeah. a lot of vehicles are are have some sort of functionality where it will take over steering for you, um and you know pedals for you on the highway, in the highway only. But that to me, is like,
1: I could never do it.
0: I don't know if I could just sit back and no. relax while my people car- take
1: naps in their Teslas. Yeah, that would scare me so bad if I looked over and saw a Tesla just driving by
2: itself. Until you see it enough times, where it becomes normal. I guess so. I don't know. It's, that that is wonderful really to scary. me. Take yeah. like a nap in the car. Great. Well, <laughs> it <and> does sound <laughs> nice, but I don't. Could you actually fall asleep? I maybe not the first five, ten times, <laughs> yeah, but that's true. I think eventually. eventually if it's, you know, I've been using yeah. it for five years. Yeah, probably. It's well, a good point.
0: Pete, would people go on more road trips if they didn't have to drive?
2: <laughs> probably. If you could just
0: like hang out with with your yeah. family while you while your car. And takes then you, you can you sleep
2: during the night and the car. will yeah. You'll wake mm-hmm. up and you've. Still driving. all this mileage. Will that take care of DUIs to a large extent if people aren't drinking and driving?
0: Yeah, that'd be great. That would be one thing that would be really beneficial is like if the car became smart enough where it just it could smell alcohol in your breath and And it just like let you took over turn manual controls off. I will drive you home (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it drives you home.
2: (laughs) You are wasted. Yeah, you are (laughs) not driving.
0: You are over the legal limit. But self-driving cars is just one place where artificial intelligence is playing a role. It's also led to the rise of deep fakes, which this is is scary stuff, deep fakes, which is where pictures and videos are created or edited by advanced artificial intelligence, which look almost identical to the real people. So you're able to take someone's face and slap it on somebody else's body and make it look real.
1: Yeah, this actually happened recently to Addison Ray.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw the, that. Yeah, and I saw the, the video too. And Oh, you saw the video? Yeah, and I was like, ooh, that's that's not was good. Was it graphic? Yeah, it was like a, a DP scene of her.
1: Oh, shit. Or of a okay. deep fake. Um,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. No, and Damn. that's why, she, I mean, I no wonder she's upset. I mean, like God, that's
1: and it's fake. It's horrible.
0: Right. It's some other porn star that is in it. It's so scary. And it was deep faked with her face on it. And it looks like when you watch it, it looks like it's her. But wow. it's obviously not her body, it's just her face but it's really crazy i mean the fact that people can do this i mean there's people on youtube that do deep fake videos yep. for lit. like that's just oh, yeah. what their channel is mm-hmm. it's not it's not like this technology's you know limited no. limited to like certain people like anybody can it figure exists. out how to do this yeah. and do it and yeah. that that's kind of that's a scary future yeah. yeah where you can make it look like somebody's doing something that they're not actually doing in a video. That's that's really scary. I mean hopefully people don't deepfake our faces and put it on weird stuff. Oh my god. Yeah please
1: do not. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Getting bad images.
0: There's so many potential problems with deepfake technology. I mean these AI systems can make harmful things like deepfake revenge porn blackmail material or fake celebrity porn videos. They can also be used to spread disinformation and hoaxes Mm -hmm. by creating fake videos of people like government officials or celebrities. I mean, there's, I mean, politicians in the future could lose Mm -hmm. elections based on fake hyper realistic videos of them Mm -hmm. saying offensive things created by AI and people would believe it because people believe anything they see on the internet. It's hard
1: to tell the difference too. Some of these deep fake videos are so good.
0: Deepfakes is going to be a huge issue, and it's going to have to be addressed in some way. But how do you how, how? do you regulate that? Yeah. And what happens if it's used in crimes? And mm-hmm. you know, criminals start deepfaking filmed the the crime, and they just deepfake someone else's fa- face on it to try to pass blame to somebody else. And how are the authorities going to know it's a deepfake video?
1: Well, won't they be able to look at the video file itself? And pr- there's probably going to be an ways. expert to sure. prove if something is authentic.
0: Yeah, but at the highest levels of law enforcement. I mean, I don't think the local pd No, they'll knows bring to someone with, in though if it's sure,
1: down yeah. to someone going, you know, yeah, taking someone away from murder. True. They'll make sure it's real if there's any question about it. I mean, hopefully, damn.
2: I mean, I can just see cases now where someone's being wrongfully convicted and they're sitting in prison for decades and then all of a sudden we figure out, oh, it's a deep fake and they get out. Oh my I mean, God. I can just I hope not.
1: That's I don't horrific. Know. To it think is.
2: About.
0: And there's gonna be ways for if not already ways for people to release deep fake videos without any traces of of them attached to it and there's no way to trace it back to the person that created it i mean there's tons of 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 things that could happen with that but let's talk about some robots and robotics because that's the other part here is if you couple ai with robot technology that that's when things truly start getting a little scary in my opinion there's robots right now that are being used in grocery stores that perform tasks like alerting workers to products that need to need restocking or warning shoppers of spills near them and even sometimes cleaning up these spills. Here's a grocery store robot. I haven't seen one of these yet in my local grocery yeah, store yet, but that's pretty, That's honestly pretty cool. Like, I didn't
1: even know that was a thing.
0: Yeah. Just a, a future where you're out and about and you're dodging or walking around mm-hmm. robots that are just moving around.
1: Generally. Well, there are the, um, what company is it? Uber or oh no postmates has the mm-hmm. little robot cars
0: the delivery yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly the
1: robot i guess it's not a car what is it like, oh, a, like a rover vehicle? it's like a rover yeah. yeah
0: yeah exactly there's there's that there's companies like amazon who use robots to work in their warehouses and these robots move products around and help ship high volumes of orders if you thought it was all humans in amazon warehouses it is definitely not they're utilizing tons of robotics there wow yeah, some colleges are starting to use robots to deliver food to students' dorm rooms in response to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Police departments have begun using robotic police dogs. Yeah. These robots are supposed to help officers assess any potential danger hazards at a crime scene. Instead of sending a real dog at, oh, after a potential threat, risk. Yeah. you send a robo-dog.
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense to me.
0: But I worry about, you know, they get comfortable with that tool, and then what happens is people just start... They start sending robot dogs after everybody but dogs
1: often are sent into really hazardous scary situations and if they could send a robot instead
0: that's Mm -hmm. great yeah in san francisco some private companies have even bought intimidating robots to keep tabs outside their businesses and these robots are supposed to scare homeless people off from the outsides of their businesses some futurists hope that one day we can develop human-like ai robots that will perform some of our work for us like checking us out at grocery stores delivering our packages and organizing our warehouses, or maybe we will have robot kitchens where specialized robots prepare food customized to each individual diner. The robots will take into account your personal taste preferences and dietary restrictions like lactose intolerance or veganism, and then prepare your food based on these preferences. And they'll also fortify the food with extra nutrients you need. It's kind of cool.
1: But I mean, who's going to have a job anymore? Robots are going to take over literally everything and we're, almost to 8 billion
0: yeah what are people gonna this do this is gonna
1: screw us over
0: people are gonna be like obsolete like what does a yeah. human do especially if you're not you don't mm-hmm. don't have a higher you know education or something yeah. like that or special skill set that is mm-hmm. requ- needed anymore and the robots replace yeah they're that.
1: looking into robots for driving trucks
0: yep or what, just the truck driving itself do? yeah Tesla's has self-driving semis. That's so all the truck scary. drivers that are out there that are driving semis in the future could potentially not have a job because they're not going to be required. You know, a humans not going to be required anymore.
1: I think that's the scariest part of all this AR. I One of the scariest things.
0: Yeah, you know, is like the humans becoming obsolete yeah. for these jobs. Mm-hmm. What will they do?
1: Obsolete on our own planet, <laughs> in our own society. Right. That's ugh, and when the great.
0: AI is smarter than you. And it can outthink you. It can outdo you in every way.
1: Yeah, then you have an iRobot situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Speaking of iRobot, robots have been created that use AI to mimic human movements and facial expressions and even have conversations with humans. And some of these humanoid robots are are truly, truly scary. There was one that I I posted about on Twitter where it was just a, a video of a humanoid robot making facial expressions and just... You know, just moving around, and and it was, it was truly scary because it, it looks so real. Like the the ability of it to move its eyes and and eyelids and things like that, and make these faces that look truly human is is very scary. And then, of course, there's Sophia, which we I think yeah, talked we about talked Sophia about Sophia here on the show mm-hmm. a, a while back. But yeah, Sophia she uses AI software to walk, talk, move her face, and she looks very human-like. And very human like yeah we she talked was modeled
1: to- after uh, audrey hepburn right
0: yep and re- i i now remember when, why we talked about her is because she was the first citizen robot mm-hmm. that was given citizenship by saudi arabia
1: yep like i remember what? that that is so so wild and that happened in 2017 yep
2: welcome brit nice to meet you i am so happy to finally meet you please don't touch okay okay Is this my good side? I need to look good for my fans.
0: The AI humanoid robots is what really scares me, because it's like in that movie Her where the main character falls in love with his phone's highly advanced AI personal assistant. Like, could humans get to a point where they don't even need that human to human contact anymore? I mean, even sex robots are have come a long way too.
1: Really? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Like you can. (laughs) How do you two know? Oh, a lot you know. I read articles and stuff. (laughs) Can't say I've shopped for one or anything because I don't need one, but um, (laughs) I'm interested in it because it's like, it's interesting. um,
1: It is interesting.
0: But it's also scary because there's a guy that's like married to two of his robots. Like he literally is like in a relationship with his sex robots. Right, if that's what he wants to do, then you can
2: marry a robot for all I care. Yeah, Yeah, that's true.
1: If he's happy, then who gives a shit?
0: Could solve solve issues you know people that are
1: mm-hmm. lonely, uh, lonely. Just need companions friends even
0: and if you can talk to it and it looks yeah. real yeah you can customize them you can make it look like whatever type of woman robot you want give it whatever features you want
1: yeah that's really wild to think about cuz then then you start thinking could people create robots that look just like loved ones who have passed away mm-hmm. like ex or spouses that have passed or children that have passed and they're there kind of but they're not artificially
0: though yeah because how would you capture the essence of that human being and put it into a robot
1: Well, with how good technology is getting for all we know maybe you upload some of their dna
0: and they're able the to just extract the characteristics maybe. from it maybe i wouldn't or be surprised
1: if something like that exists like one day
0: if you had a recording of your loved one's voice and they could like yeah. take that and mm-hmm. have and like well program remember it. they
1: already ha- already started doing this with uh holograms mm-hmm. they they did this on the kardashians with her dad which was insane was. dude that was so realistic mm-hmm. was and then shook. we showed a clip i think on this show yeah we did have a mother uh reconnecting with her daughter who had yeah. passed away in a virtual yeah. world yeah <gasps> I don't know. That's I think that could get that could be very helpful. I don't but know. But then
0: again, are you you know, is it losing the human touch? Right, are we that's losing what I'm saying. is the human experience, you know, is it gonna change like completely? Like are yeah. we gonna value humans the same way that we value robots? And mm-hmm. are robots gonna you know, at what point do robots become one and the same with us? Like right. it's it's re- <laughs> it's really crazy to wrap it's it's kinda scary, honestly, to think about. What future human beings will be like, and how will people even talk to each other anymore, or will everything be virtual and you know electronic? Is there going to be any face-to-face interaction? Any? I know, hope so. Handholding I mean, with couples, or like?
1: I think so. I think that stuff will still exist.
0: Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully, maybe there'll be a small portion of the population that lives that way, but the rest of the population lives in this interconnected world with where robot meets human. Literally an I robot situation. Well, this is, this is an interesting type of robot too called Xenobots, and these are the first living robots. The Xenobots were created from the stem cells of an African clawed frog, and scientists found that the tiny Xenobots reproduced using kinetic replication. A form of reproduction that's never been seen before in any whole cell or a living organism. Let that sink in. Xenobots are robots that can self-replicate.
1: That's that is concerning. On that's their extremely own, extremely concerning.
0: <laughs> that is.
1: <laughs>
2: we don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's takes beyond. your takes
0: your breath away. The scientists used AI to make the Xenobots reproduce better using the kinetic replication method. And the fact that the tiny Xenobots were a mix of biology and robotics and could self-replicate made some scientists concerned. However, researchers reassured them that Xenobots' tiny size made them easy to wipe out if they get too, if there's too many of them.
1: You just kind of click a button and then they all die.
0: Yeah, or you squash them like oh, little bugs. You smash them like yeah. That, so. But let's let's move into this world of virtual reality and the metaverse cuz this is this has kind of been, you know, the buzzwords lately out there with mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg renaming his company to Meta. But before we get into that, we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. So let's talk about virtual reality and augmented reality, which I just want to define the two real quick. So augmented reality is basically when you use a phone uh, is the most common way. For example, Pokemon Go, which we part participated in when. Part-
1: <laughs> which what did I say part-ticked.
0: <laughs> part-ticked in.
1: We did participate quickly in Pokemon Go
0: when it first came yeah, out. Yeah,
1: we were into it for a while there. So fun. So that's oh, augmented so
0: reality because you use your phone and you're like looking around to find the Pokemon, mm-hmm. and the Pokemon are there, but it's but
1: yeah, right. It's
0: obviously the real world still there. Yeah. And you don't need anything other than a phone or like Google Glass when that first came out years ago. And, you know, that's allowed you to kind of see, like, look through these Google Glasses. Did and,
1: anyone like, actually the... use Google Glasses? There's though? one
0: kid at my high school that bought, I got, actually got a pair and wow. he started wearing around at school and stuff.
1: Back in 2010?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was like, how'd you get those? I think his Plus dad had some inn. connection or something with Google, but
1: mm-hmm. but yeah,
0: they, they kind of faded it out. Yeah, he was just like wearing them around all the time. Like, dude, you could be like cheating on all of your stuff with that thing. Like you could have yeah. like a calculator up there. All, I, although I think the teachers figured out it was Google yeah. Glass because he looked ridiculous with the model. Yeah, it's I was like, going to say how like much this they little, look like regular it's glasses. Like, yeah, they don't look really like regular glasses. They just have mm-hmm. like this little thing up here that projects like for you. Mm. I believe I never even tried them, but augmented reality is (laughs) is basically that where you or now like stadiums use augmented reality to do these really cool uh you know things with their mascots and stuff and you can like see it through your phone whereas virtual reality is where you actually wear some sort of device and you're transported from the real reality into this virtual one that's being powered by a computer or gaming console or something like that and we bought the oculus rift the first gen when it came out oh yeah where you i plugged it into my gaming computer and then we could fire up these virtual reality games
1: yeah the coolest part about that actually in my opinion was you can use google maps on it and look up any place like even your childhood you know hometown or old house yeah or disneyland or whatever it is and it'll take you there and you can look around and get a 3d view of you know different place different parts of the world yeah that was the coolest part of it to me was playing with the the google maps and i'm sure the technology is way better than it was oh yeah that was like the
0: first gen so it was like kind of like it was uncomfortable and like if you looked a certain way or if it wasn't on just right yeah it would like you'd kind of like be able to see out around you but now they're getting so much better than they used to be
1: and half of the experience i really think is the sound the sound's amazing yes it's just like the
0: surround sound mm -hmm. while also being immersed in this world like you really feel like you're transported yeah out of out of but i can't do
1: it for longer than 20 minutes or so before i'd get sick
0: yeah that's that's what i've never understood is like there's people that hardcore game Mm -hmm. these vr games well
1: you're you must get used to it yeah
0: yeah Mm. and just for perspective like i was wondering just myself from 2014 and 2018 so this is probably far more but the total number of active virtual reality users worldwide is forecast to be around 171 million as of 2018 so it's now for almost four years later it's probably even higher than that and around 16 million of these consider themselves to be hardcore gamers so you're talking somebody that could potentially be spending six eight hours 10 hours in a virtual reality headset in a virtual world
1: that can't be good for you i don't know i mean, like. Do whatever you want, obviously. But I feel like that's where things could get potentially, you know, hazardous for us as humans.
0: The sickness, it goes back to the psychological sickness from technology. And I mean, for example, one of the popular uh, apps, games for VR is VR chat. And actually, I tried it out one time and it's very interesting because it's like you're an avatar but you're communicating with your own voice, and you're able to move around in this virtual world, and you're communicating with other other avatars that wow. are also kind of in the same world with, with you. And people just straight up like hang out in this virtual world and talk to their friends and so do things it together. It seems
1: like that is what the Zuck is trying to do with Metaverse.
0: Yeah, the Zuck is trying to... <laughs> Those- Change the way we use the internet and pull us in, you know, from the traditional methods of using the internet to this world, as he calls metaverse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the metaverse is this potential future version of the internet where people will connect to virtual reality devices and interact with others with avatars, much like in VR chat has right now, but on a much grander scale. In the metaverse, we'll not only be able to play video games and hang out with friends, we'll we'll work, we'll get fit, learn, and shop. We'll attend VR meetings, take VR city tours, hang out in VR clubhouses, shop in VR stores, attend VR concerts.
1: That's kind of cool, though. If you think about it, you know, obviously, it's way better to go to a real concert. But if you're just chilling at home at night and it's like, oh, so and so, Casey Musgraves is playing tonight, you know, (laughs) tune in. I'd be like, hell yeah. But it's an
0: avatar of Casey Musgraves.
1: Oh, it's just an avatar of her? We're I thought all it, avatars. I thought it would be like there's an actual concert well, here's someone's a clip. VR film. We'll play from a clip it. of
0: a, a, con- a VR concert here.
1: Sometimes I think I
0: overthink And I start to feel anxiety So I guess you could, yeah, I guess through a virtual reality concert it wouldn't necessarily be like avatars performing. It'd be like mm-hmm. the real band performing. And you would just be, it'd be like you were there.
1: But some of the them audience, are avatars, it yeah, looks
0: like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I think in certain like mm-hmm. in the metaverse it would be avatars of the people performing live, which is mm-hmm. weird. Like would you guys want to go to a no. virtual concert or a real thing? I can't see
1: myself really wanting to use virtual reality for anything other than feeling like I'm transporting somewhere. Like I said with the Google Maps, yeah. Attending a concert virtually attending something virtually. I could see myself enjoying that, but just to hang out there with some other avatars. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, There's no part of me that would want to like hang out with you guys in a little fake room in a spaceship. Well, when I can see you in person.
2: Think about when FaceTime just started becoming popular. I feel like a lot of people are probably like, why would you necessarily want that? You could just call them up. when it be more fun? it's still your real
0: face, though.
2: Yeah, but what... Yeah, you're right. I guess but in that wouldn't sense, it be more for fun families, if we like all got a big family reunion with our, you know, cousins in California who we don't get to see, if we all got to go into a big room and like hang out for the night,
1: actually, I yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, it does sound kind of cool, like getting to see people that you may not see often, or they live somewhere different than you, or a friend is overseas mm-hmm. for some reason, and being attend able to, an
0: event together yeah. that you wouldn't otherwise I mean, not that, be able, that's able to.
1: That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But also very concerning because people will want to just live in that world. They will prefer it over their regular it's lives. More convenient. And I feel like they'll just yeah. abandon their regular right.
0: lives. Right. That's that's the worry is like if you give people unlimited access to this type of world, will they choose it over the real thing?
1: I think a lot of people would.
0: I think they would too. And especially with the way currency is going. And I mean in the metaverse, you know, he's talking about being able to use Bitcoin and all of these crypto coins in order to buy NFTs and digital goods, but also real goods through the virtual world. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess that's kind of already happening. Yeah, I mean, that is. That's not really anything new, but no. I mean, he's also talking about people, you know, the, with the pandemic and everything and everybody work, you know, working from home or going to school online. Like what if you did it virtually? Like what if you could do your job virtually through mm. VR?
1: Hmm. That's, I mean, I could see that being very appealing to a lot of people.
0: But how do you take work being done in a VR world and translate that to real life? I don't know. Especially like. beyond
1: our understanding. Our kids could be working in that type of environment, you know? No. They could be. (laughs)
0: No, I will shut that down.
1: Our kids are going to be what? Gen alpha? Is that the next?
0: Is it back to. Oh, I think that's what
1: it's called. The mm -hmm. next one
2: after.
0: We're moving to like a, a Greek name. I think okay. so. Been
1: like generation alpha. alpha. What are the years?
2: Uh, according to Google, it says from 2010 to 2024 is Generation Alpha. So what's next? Because we're almost to 2024. So beta. our kids could be Betas. <laughs> beta.
0: Betas. Yeah. According
2: to Reddit, it's from 2024
0: to 2040. So
2: yeah, Gen Beta. Wow. That's kind of a lame name. I don't know if it's
1: actually called that.
0: Well, if, if gen alpha is that, then why wouldn't it, I, I it think be so. beta?
1: Yeah, maybe it is. It would obviously be beta. Well, beta is probably going to be more advanced than alpha, so that doesn't oh, make much God, sense. Oh, God, this
0: is just getting out of control.
1: <laughs> it really this is. is.
0: This future is starting to not seem so so good.
1: I keep thinking about what if in 100 years from now, some researcher like watches this episode to see what old humans were thinking about yeah. all this new technology for research purposes. Yeah. They're probably just shocked like, by how dumb we sound. We found this old podcast,
2: this, ancient this weird show. thing called a podcast. And they were just they talking.
1: talking
0: with uh, microphones Upload
1: it and they made to the, the topic about the future <laughs> and what they thought it was going to be like.
0: Uh, man. It's
1: weird. It's really trippy.
0: I'm just, I'm scared for this VR future though. And like, I think the sickness is real. I think that's absolutely real. Like, People are gonna yeah. be sick. They're yeah. gonna be addicted to this virtual world. Yeah. And what happens to the real world? Who's gonna keep keep right. that running?
1: That's the concern.
0: And how, what kind of control can you exert over a virtual world? I mean, whoever creates mm-hmm. the virtual world ultimately owns everything. They like, how does how do you own I, I guess you know, with blockchain and everything, I guess there there's methods to doing transactions in this type of world, but it's like, how is that how is that gonna be regulated? how you know what if you do a crime what if you kill somebody in the vr world does that translate to a real world offense like
1: i was thinking about that too
0: if how would that work yeah because i mean you know that grand theft auto is going to be a vr game before you know it oh my god and people are going to be running running around in vr and grand theft auto murdering people going on ramp like what is that going to do to the human psyche what's that going to do to people Uh. how is that going to translate to real life is it going to translate or are people going to be able to keep what's virtual in the virtual world. Or when they come out of the virtual world, they're like, Oh, I did that in VR. No problem. I'm going to go in the real world and do the same thing.
1: Everyone felt so bad for our parents growing up because we had computers and like cell phones were just starting. We are the ones who are really going to be screwed with our kids because this stuff is absolutely insane.
0: It really is. And it's
1: getting just so out of control and the rate that it's developing scares the shit out of me. Truly.
0: Yeah. I worry about the, the control aspect to the ability to control I mean, you can really control the narrative if we're all plugged into fucking Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, you know, like, Ugh. you know, well, we already have issues with these big tech corporations doing, you know, censoring and things so like that. So it's I like,
1: have a question about the metaverse. Why is he not wearing VR goggles in the video?
0: Well, he's talking about I, I think he's talking about having some sort of augmented reality as well. So it's like VR and AR together. I How think, would you
1: view it, though? Yeah, Maybe. I've heard people talking about contacts, maybe.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be some wearable technology. And and in the video, I believe it is some like contacts or something lenses you put on your eyes Ooh. that you just wear that allows you to see this whole other virtual world without having to look any different. So you won't
1: even be able to notice if someone has their device on. them.
0: Right. That's that the scary weird. part. Yeah. Is what are how they will actually teachers saying?
1: deal with that? Literally how?
0: Yeah. How do you how do you.
1: All right, kids, leave your contacts at the door. (laughs) Like, what?
0: no, it'll be the class will be in the in the virtual world.
1: That's so weird
0: where it'll be controlled from there. But (laughs) then it's like what weird real world becomes obsolete at that point.
1: So Uh, then what happens if
0: people just check out of the real world and they only live their life in the virtual world? What happens to those people in the real world? They're still going to age. They're still going to eat,
1: right? And drink. and and, So they have to get off at some point unless someone just is doing everything for them or they're hooked up to machines. Mm -hmm. They just live in like a little bubble, like a little uh, incubator that takes care of you while you're in the VR world.
0: And imagine like just being in public with this, like this technology and being able to have information on every human being at your fingertips. Like what if you could walk down the road and you could see. That person's religious views, their political affiliation—you could look up, you you could see yeah. everything there is to know about that person. Ooh, this just is by reminding
1: walk- me of Black Mirror now.
0: Yeah, it's literally Black Mirror. That unfolding. there's one
1: episode where everyone gets a ranking. Yeah, like, you know mm-hmm. how many likes they have or something like that, yeah, and it what, just displays all the time. That's it what Mark wants. Mark Ooh, wants that world. I don't know. And Mark, uh, do we even think he's human? Really?
0: He keeps saying he's a robot. So well, clearly, he's, he's saying
1: he's-, he's a robot now.
0: Well, he he jokes because he knows people oh, always yeah. say that. But in that clip we show, he I don't said,
1: know, man. Some there's some clips of him that really have me
2: questioning. Yeah, I, I wonder
0: what kind of experimental shit he's he's done.
1: We'll have to insert some.
2: With us, the name of the hotel you stayed in last night. Um. Uh, no. <laughs> well, how do you sustain a business model in which users don't pay for your service? senator we run ads i see that's great whenever a
0: con- so obviously we don't want to be a part of the metaverse right now Mm-mm. we're not interested in that <laughs> but one thing that is pretty much inevitable at this point is the singularity or transhumanism which just basically means that at some point as biological beings we're going to merge with machine with robots like there's gonna be a point where Mm-hmm. Either hopefully we're not required to be microchipped or something like that. You could say that this is transhumanism, just me wearing an Apple watch on my wrist. It's not attached to me. It's not in, you know, inserted into mm-hmm. my my body, but I'm wearing it. so that's that's already a step towards the singularity. But imagine if one day I look down at my wrist and my wrist is just able to display what my Apple watch did, just like that's fucked. above it or in my skin or something that is because not good. there's now a screen underneath the the layer of skin here
1: Ugh.
2: or instead of like pulling that. up a phone you just pull up your hand and you're like scrolling exactly your hand through exactly because
0: i mean oh. ultimately these devices we carry around physically are going to be integrated into us at some point like we're not going to just keep carrying it around like that's going to evolve and it's going to all of a sudden be You know, it could be contacts next or glasses. But then eventually it's going to be just like programmed straight into, you know, our brain. The different body parts are going to be infused with technology like Neuralink, Elon Musk company is trying to cure diseases in the brain like depression, schizophrenia, blindness and even paralysis. And I think he just tweeted about it yesterday. He was like, no promises, basically, but he believes that and this is like one benefit of it is like it technology allowing people who are quadriplegics or um paralyzed in some way Mm -hmm. to have the ability to use those functions again like use those those limbs again if you could take somebody who's paralyzed in a wheelchair and with technology allow them to walk walk again like
1: yeah that would be really cool
0: or or you know cure blindness or be able to see again like that's Mm -hmm. that's the benefits of this technology but it's like with all these benefits, there's obviously negatives mm-hmm. that come along with it. Like, it seems
1: like there's more negatives with all of this stuff. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking negatively yeah. and I well, haven't seen enough of the positive.
0: Right. And he's he's saying that the it looks promising. But again, we until we see this technology actually do what he says it's going to do, it's just a, a pipe dream at that point. Mm-hmm. But you know, Neuralink's just one example. But for a long, long time futurologists have been predicting that the singularity is going to happen where the two sort of become one, the kind of that i iRobot mm-hmm. future world where our world is, you know, there is no difference between a robot versus a human because we are kind of one in the same, you know, we're cyborgs basically with this technology. That's
1: horrible. I really hope I'm dead by then. <laughs> that just sounds so awful.
0: But what if it allowed you to live beyond no. the normal lifespan? Would you do it? No, no,
1: no. Not interested. Even if you
0: were immortal, what if it allowed you to just live for as long as you wanted to? Then you could just <laughs> definitely opt not out interested whenever. in that.
1: I don't want to see how this shit ends. <laughs> no.
0: Or what about designer babies? What if we have the ability to actually edit the genes mm, of our like baby and like make them look exactly like we want, be the exact gender that's that we want, weird. be the exact eye color that we want?
1: I understand. Like, if um, a parent really wants a specific gender, that's a little more like understandable to me. I wouldn't personally choose to do that, but I get that a little more. I think it could get dangerous when you start picking out their physical features. That's that's what that's they're working on. Really scares me.
0: CRISPR, the gene editing CRISPR. tool. CRISPR, CRISPR is the gene editing technology. Have you run your right baby there.
2: through the CRISPR yet? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, my baby's gonna be an NFL player. Like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. my child's CRISPR. gonna be on Broadway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you actually choose their personality traits or just their physical characteristics?
0: Well, can, what is personality? What is that linked to?
1: See, that's the thing is I believe it's connected to your soul and your right, you know, consciousness. Well, we training. don't even
0: know what the soul is, right?
1: But we don't exactly.
0: So it would just be biological traits. It'd be anything genetic that you could do. Mm. So unless you think genetics plays into someone's personality,
1: no, I don't. Mm. I haven't thought about it much, honestly. But our genetics my first answer genetics
0: have something to do with. Or is it just physical traits that genetics controls? Oh,
1: genetics. Yes, I meant. I thought you meant physical characteristics. Yes, I think your genetics play into your personality. Of course, mm-hmm. you end up with, you know, traits from your parents. And
2: what if we but- could guarantee that our kids don't have anxiety or depression or something, and or, you know, some type of other extreme mental illness that you know runs in your family.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Alcoholism, even like making sure that your kids don't have it. the addictive personality. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But aren't I sometimes I feel like those things are things that humans go through in mm-hmm. order to evolve That's what I'm saying That's what I'm yeah. saying is I so think it's kind of fucking with that process
0: Human evolution is going to slow down dramatically. It's going to be expedited by the technology because once the singularity hits it's yeah. just going to be the technology at the rate at which technology innovates is going to be uncontrollable at that point and and it'll it'll basically be you either join the technological singularity and live that way or you will be cast away. You will have to go live off grid or maybe there will be communities out there that still live according to old, you know, the, the old, old fashioned days. ways, <laughs> which would just be like how we live right now. But everybody else is going to be living in this interconnected cyborg world where we're all interconnected with technology. We're all mm. we
1: are robots. I don't like this. I just don't like change. This is mm. I like where we're at right now. I could ha- have everything just freeze and stay. I feel like we have just enough technology right now. Almost too much.
0: <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, already, I already don't
1: think. want any more.
0: So many predict uh, Ray Kurzweil is the famous futurist at work for Google. He's predicted that uh, the singularity will occur by approximately 2045.
2: That is not far away now. That is no, not. No, with how not. fast
0: time's moving. I mean, we're rolling into 2022. So that's yeah, 23 like t- years from now.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is scary. So we me.
0: could be like at our kids' high school graduations and and they're oh, all maybe cyborgs. Be at the they're vet- all. Metaverse. Like, we yeah. Can like having graduation in the metaverse.
1: <laughs> See?
0: That's the future, though. That's the future, <laughs> folks. Oh, I
1: hate it. I don't like this.
0: So if you don't want to be a part of the future, we are going to form our own off-grid community. Which mile higher community. The mile-higher off-grid community oh where we will not. That sounds so culty. <laughs> There'll be no technology there. We will go back and do it the way our ancestors did. Even
2: though your podcast is called Mile Higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, because we're taking it a mile higher. We'll but change no. it
0: to mile lower. lower. We're going to yeah. take it lower then.
2: Exactly. Because <laughs>
0: eventually it's going to get too high.
1: I really want to know what those of you out there feel about this. Do you think the the rate that we're going is good and could ultimately save us? Because there's yeah, definitely argument right. for that. Will when it you- save
0: us from extinction?
1: possibly can um could help us solve a lot of problems or is it going to create more problem. so many more problems that it ends up destroying everything we really have
0: or we all become controlled by one thing and some ai in power
1: middle? i really want to hear your thoughts on this
0: can we regulate it that's the big question elon musk even said that's his biggest fear his biggest fear and he's mm-hmm. called out governments right now he's like they got to start figuring out how to regulate this shit because if this technology falls into the wrong hands it's a scary world that we're looking at you know there's this utopia that Mm -hmm. i think technology could take us to potentially but there's also this dystopia that very well could exist that could be very frightening and very different from where we're at right now so
1: yeah yeah
0: pick your pick your poison
1: my brain like hurts after thinking of all this
0: i know just this a was lot. a this was a mile higher episode. Yeah,
1: it really was. <laughs> but that is where we're going to wrap up this episode today. We definitely want to hear your thoughts and if maybe you want to see more episodes on topics like this and other things coming in the future, let us know. We will be back with a true crime episode next week, so look forward to that. But until next time,
0: keep taking your mind a mile, a mile higher. higher.